Hello, everybody. If you're um, listening to this, congratulations. What are you um, congratulating them on? Because they actually listened to it. <laughs> uh, this is Brandon. And Nick. Um, so we're recording uh, just a little um, kind of podcast of what we talked about at AVP. So uh, the goal or who we're hoping is listening to this is if um, Riverway is your community, you weren't able to make it at AVP, which is our annual vision of prayer night that we had um, on Sunday night, January 8th. And so um, with just some of the stuff we announced and with where we're going um, in the next couple months, uh, we thought it'd be important that everybody had an opportunity to have the information um, come from our voices and just uh, so you can sit on it and chew on it as we're going to process it as a community in the next couple weeks. Yeah. So we are here just to kind of walk through the same sort of path we walked through Sunday night. Um, just to, like Brendan said, ensure that we communicate as well as possible from relationship um, that, uh, yeah, just the information that we shared. So let's jump right in. We always start AVP with some story time, with some telling of stories of what God's been doing and, and just uh, would even invite you just to recount that in your own heart and life over the last year or two through the River and Way community, what God has been doing, what he has been up to. Um, but we like to also recap like what the River and Way story has looked like so far. If you remember a long time ago, some of you will, uh, we began River and Way um, with Monday night Zoom prayer. This actually started in person. It happened twice in person and then COVID hit. And prayer on Mondays moved to Zoom for more than a year, maybe more than a year and a half. Um, and we prayed together. And so this, this vision, River and Way, this church really was born. It's like seed form um, came from us praying that the kingdom of God would break into the city of Bakersfield uh, in a new and beautiful and, and even like unique sort of way. And so we started with Monday night Zoom prayer. And then before we launched River and Way, we uh, had a prayer tour where for a week we gathered all across the city in different places, up on the bluffs, down on the riverbed, from east to west, north to south. And we prayed for the city and prayed over the city and asked the Holy Spirit to come and do what he wanted in us as a community and in the city of Bakersfield. And then we launched Easter 2020. We launched in the parking lot of the Bell Tower building downtown. We met out there for a month um, before we moved back in. We began kind of like our unique rhythms at River and Way. We began songs and stories um, where we would come together and share a meal and share stories about what God has been up to. We began Sunday serve rhythm where every other month we would stop gathering uh, intentionally, but like in the traditional way, and we would come together and serve the city as an expression of Jesus's church in just really practical ways. We, over the last couple of years, have done Advent in homes where through the month of December, when Advent begins the last Sunday of November, and through the month of December, we would pause gathering corporately and move into homes. And then the longest night, our Liturgy of Lament has been a beautiful regular rhythm. We also got to participate with some other churches in downtown worship night with the Collective and Resurrection Church. And so there's just been a lot of beautiful things that God has been able to use us as a community to participate in, to grow us in, and really to like form us in a substantial and meaningful way. Um, another thing that's been happening behind the scenes for some of you is for the first two years of River and Way, there's been a group of people 
who have uh, served and cared for and loved River and Way. Um, we called them our launch team um, from, from before River and Way was even a thing, before it ever had its first gathering. A bunch of people raised their hand to love and serve and care for Jesus's new church in this way. And so um, those people have quite literally brought us as far as we have come. So they have loved for and cared, like I said, uh, the church and, and served her in so many different ways. Um, and then lastly, the thing I want to touch on before we jump to the next thing is over the, the almost two years that we've been gathering together, we have spent nine months teaching through the Sermon on the Mount, looking at some of Jesus's most radical teaching. And then we launched into the practice of Sabbath, that we would become people of rest that flow from grace, really, as we practice um, not earning, but just receiving the goodness of God each week. We, practice, we taught through acts of the Holy Spirit, looking at what the Holy Spirit did in the early church in the book of Acts. And then most recently, the practice of community and then into imagine the kingdom, which we're talking about right now, the parables yeah. of Jesus um, and what that invites us to see on earth as we imagine God's kingdom breaking in to this city. I feel like I should, you should be talking more. Like it's, is that, that's what I don't like about. I'm including this in the podcast, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not positive. Should um, I cuss? So then you can't? <laughs> Nicholas. Uh, no, I'll jump in. Um, uh, so we do have an update. So that's, that's the journey. Yes. That's, been, that's the journey so far. Journey so far. Again, just to update. That's a feels significant, but also feels just like a small snippet of, of just the life of River and Way. But these are just some bullet points um, just to remember and to reflect and to thank God for that. Um, update on our gathering space. So this is a big one. Yes. And um, a, a cool opportunity shift for us. So what's that announcement? Yeah, so I, I want to tell a bit of the story as to the space that we got to meet in. Most of you can envision it, imagine it. It's a beautiful building. Uh, the bell tower, or the tower, as we usually call it. Um, we actually landed in that building just like a random cold call uh, in the middle of COVID to see if they were using the space. And they were as an event center. And we ended up having lots of conversation and eventually got to the place where we could lease the space from them on Sundays. And that can be where we gather together. Um, and it's been like, like I said, it's, it's, it's not your normal church plant story where uh, let's meet in the most beautiful building <laughs> in the city in the city <laughs> so that that's to usually not how the story goes we miss the hotel on the uh, ballroom one. slash well, <laughs> we might be headed there let me tell you so all that to say we we did for the first two years we got this gift of a building where we yeah. had to meet in a historic national landmark in our city a church that has been around since the early 40s and so it's it's been a gift to be there but recently in the mid middle of December, got a phone call that they are going to be leasing that space out to someone else to start a new restaurant in that space. Um, and with that, uh, we sh were notified that it is not likely that we will be able to continue to gather there. Yeah. So um, we have that space secured through January and into February. But at some point in the next couple months, we will need to transition from the tower. We will, that will not be the place where we gather together on Sunday mornings anymore, and we will transition to find another location for when we do all gather together as a church. Yeah. So that is the the big kind of building peace announcement. Yeah. Something to pray for um, as we're actively 
exploring now. Yeah. So, and I think that the, the invitation also is to like not look at the like major loss, although it is a loss. We want to be honest yeah. about that. Uh, but also, it's like the two years of a gift that that space has been for our community. It's been such a great place for us to come. Um, and gather. We really do believe like buildings are beautiful and beautiful things honor God. And so we, we even, uh, although we may not end up in a place like that because one doesn't exist in the city other than that, we uh, are super grateful for the time that we got to spend there is that kind of being the place where we got to come together yeah. and worship Jesus. The next piece is actually a bit more substantial than a building shift. We know that the church, like God's people, can gather in all sorts of spaces. Um, and so while building is important, it is not as important as what we're about to share in a lot of ways. Um, you should know, or maybe you do know, that originally when River and Way was born, when she was planted, um, we had always carried in our hearts this desire to become a network of house churches, a desire to be a community of communities, really, like a gathering of small communities where life really happens in small communities and we follow Jesus in small communities. And, and we've been talking about this in our practice of community series um, at the end of last year. And, and this just really has always been the downbeater, like the deep part and desire of our heart for River and Way is this invitation to community life together. And there's a few pieces that actually feel really, really important to that. Um, there's lot, let me say that differently. There's lots of pieces that are important to that. There's a few that I'm going to name. There's a few pieces that I'm going to name. The first is like our church in our congregation, our family of River and Way. And the reason House Church feels important for, for those people, for the people who we follow Jesus with currently, is we by and large know that like just a Sunday morning gathering is not an effective place in terms of transformational, like, like your life being transformed as you a disciple in the way of Jesus. And so when I say that, it doesn't mean that like life change can't happen on Sunday morning. We believe and fully acknowledge that, that it does, but we believe it's like opportunity is limited in a significant way that, that, that it's just not the ideal sort of mechanism or modality or way of gathering, I hope that makes sense, for Jesus's people in order to pursue life transformation together. And just as we've been reflecting as a team, like we know that Matthew 28 tells us that like the, the, the mission of the church is to be disciple makers. The Great Commission says that we're to go forth and make disciples of all nations. And so, um, so with that in mind, if we recognize that, that Sunday morning like program gathering where there's a speaker and a worship leader and just that piece, um, if we recognize that that's not, that's not like the most effective way potentially to make disciples and the greatest call for us is to be disciple makers, then that's where like house church really comes in as the modality or the mechanism where we live into and press into for the sake of life transformation. That's kind of big picture number one. Yeah. Big picture number two um, is really our next generation. It's really like the next generation of kids, the next generation of followers of Jesus. Um, we, we wholeheartedly believe uh, that kids now are like a necessary part of the body of Christ. We don't think they're like a separate piece that should be passed off. We believe they should come with us as often as possible as we, as families and as a church family, follow Jesus together. 
We also just recognize the difficulty of that. Um, but this vision of house church life really does uh, like give a picture and a space for the next generation to participate in church life like right now, right where they are. And it also gives them what we believe is like a more beautiful inheritance of what we see from Acts 2, knowing that we're not ever going to be like the perfect ideal Acts 2 church, but recognizing that like we do want to aim for that ideal. And that really is the gift that we want to give the next generation is the ability to press further into this picture that God gives us from the scriptures for what church could or should or ought to look like, depending on your interpretation. Um, but we we really, so like a part of this is about the inheritance for the next generation and what that's gonna look like. That's that's what, another reason how church feels important. And then the third reason is we, we recognize that by and large, people who are far from God, friends of ours, family of ours, coworkers of ours, those sorts of people are no longer beating down the door on a Sunday morning to come to church when they have struggle or when they have suffering or when they experience difficulty in life. They are not flocking to the church for help and support or looking for something that can like heal their souls. We know that's by and large not happening. That's not the case culturally anymore. It was at one point in time in our culture, but it's not that case now. But one of the things that we do see, and we've actually gotten to experience this through our Advent seasons when we've moved into homes the last couple of years, is that we do see people who are far from God that are willing to come with their friends, with people they already know, into a home setting to share a meal and sit under the scriptures together and sing songs together. So the invitation here goes from no longer is like me inviting you to church on Sunday morning, but it's me inviting you to like come with me in this small group of people that I follow Jesus with. And so, so that's another reason or the third reason that house church feels really important. The first again is like discipleship for like you and I, for the follower of Jesus, that we're being committed, faithful relationships and we follow Jesus in those relationships. The second is the next generation and what they are going to inherit from us as they follow Jesus in the next generation. And the third is that it's, it's a space that's safe and accessible for people who are far from God that because you have relational equity with them, they will gladly like come with you to your friend's house to have brunch and experience God through you rather than come to a Sunday morning gathering where they might experience God. They, like that's absolutely happened. Yeah. Um, but we just believe that like now is an opportunity to have a different sort of expression for invitation for people who are far from God. So those are, those are like kind of the three heartbeats uh, that yeah. make one heartbeat behind why house search feels important to us. So this has been something that's been um, like implanted and part of our hearts and our dreams since the beginning. Um, this is a little bit of why um, we see the necessity of that and we believe that the time's, um, the time's now. Yeah. And so what does that mean? Like, what does that, what does, what that, does mean? that mean what for us? What does that mean? So. If, if I were to do anything, I would tell a story in a series of stories, probably, if that. But wait, there's more. But, <laughs> I, I always, whenever Brennan's, like when we're talking, going like, oh, I don't want to be long-winded, but there's no way to be short-winded with what we're talking about. So I apologize for the, the length of however this podcast ends up being. But okay, you can run on your treadmill a little bit Here longer, we are. Or drive a little longer. Lord bless you. Um, so it's been a journey of this vision for River and Way. 
Um, we, we should just start with the reality that like from the beginning, from River and Way's birth, these seeds have been in our hearts. Um, we've been very open about that or as open as we can be. We could have done a better job communicating over the course of the last two years. Um, but f- at least in our, like, in our hearts, we've recognized that these desires for house church, for small community, life and living has been there from the very beginning. And, and really a lot of what we do at River and Way that's unique, our songs and stories, our Sunday serve, our into homes for Advent, that comes from this desire. So it was... We were gathering on Sunday mornings, but really trying to like imbue house church life as much as you possibly could into a larger gathering. And so, so we just want to like name that, that that's been a part of the journey of this vision coming to fruition. And then the second sort of piece that, that feels important is we knew that we carried that vision, but we actually didn't know what that was going to look like long term. Um, And every summer, uh, myself and Jackie and Brandon and Liz have had the fortunate experience to get away to go to like a pastoral retreat with intentional uh, intentional leadership up in Tahoe. It's a fantastic place to go visit. Go often. Yeah. What's the place called? Do you remember? Zephyr Zephyr Point. Zephyr Point. Zephyr Point. All these cabins. Like tucked up on the hillside overlooking Lake Tahoe. They it's, also have a bell player conference if you pay, play the bell. Oh, a handbell. A handbell a hand conference, conference which I would love to go to. So, it would make my Baptist dad proud. <laughs> <laughs> so all that to say, uh, we knew that we were going away to Tahoe in a couple weeks. And there had been something stirring on Jackie's heart uh, just around that specific piece of vision that we had carried. And she had just kind of been thinking and praying and dreaming and holding conviction around what is this going to look like long term. And one of the things that she had expressed to us as a team was what if one day, maybe years from now, this looked like us gathering once a month corporately and then the other Sundays of the month, all the other Sundays of the month we gathered in house churches. And so that way we had some like corporate continuity. And then the other Sundays are our primary touch point, our most often regular touch point would be in house churches, would be in small communities. So Jackie shared that with us a couple weeks before we made the drive up to Tahoe. And then we spent the four and a half hour, five hour drive kind of fleshing that out, having conversation about that. Our team had been praying about what Jackie had put forth. And as we came together, we just realized like this really is something that we feel is important. We feel like this move is necessary. It, it fulfills our hearts and our vision and the things that Jesus has stirred in us from the very beginning. And we really do see like a pathway toward that. And if we're honest, I think that when we thought that and we had those conversations, we, we thought that would be a distance away. We didn't think that would be yeah. near. We actually thought that would be far. Like we talked three, four, five years toward that vision and having our congregation move toward that vision. Um, and so we actually began to build and, and frame the next year, next couple of years toward that long transition of aiming for that sort of gathering. And, and we, um, so we were carrying that and then we, we have a launch team. I mentioned them earlier, a group of people that have loved and cared for and served River and Way. And often when we have new crazy ideas, um, or not so crazy ideas, just new vision pieces coming to fruition. We bring those things to them yeah. to have them help us flesh them out. That this really is born from a team. It's not born from like one person in a dark corner coming up with plans. Um, and so we brought this vision of like one day we can move toward this. Um, but right now we're kind of seeing it this way and taking small steps toward that vision. And, 
And one of the things that the launch team did is by and large just responded with a like, let's let's get to the vision already. Like let's, we believe that the, like, the, the thing that is unique about River and Way, the thing that God has invited River and Way to become is a place of small community that really, really values that. Um, and so the feedback that we received was like, yeah, let's, let's go now. The ache even for our launch team was like more community. Yeah. And so we just kind of took that feedback and sat with it again and began just to process and dream and think about like, what does this look like? What could this mean? All those different things. Everything kind of got put back on the table with that feedback of where our people, like the people of River and Lake currently were. And then we just began to pray and dream again. And so ultimately what that, what that means and what that looks like and what we're communicating here today is that River and Way moving forward is going to look a bit different. River and Way moving forward is going to look like having one, what we call all gathering or all the house churches would come together one time a month. The first Sunday of the month would be an all gathering where we would all come together. And then the other Sundays of the month, the second, third, fourth, sometimes fifth Sunday of the month, we would gather in house churches all across the city. So we would have one kind of corporate or all gathering, and then we would gather in communities or house churches the rest of the Sundays in that month. And there's two other components that actually feel really important to our hearts and vision and calling uh, in this next season of River and Way and the the kind of the, those two components are that we look toward launching in the fall, like a midweek seasonal learning things like Sunday school type classes. Yeah. Um, and this is for adults and for kids. We think learning and education is really, really, really important. It's something we value. And we want to like thoroughly equip um, people really well, including our children. And so we see like a midweek seasonal learning where maybe in the fall it's for 10 weeks, in the spring it's for eight the winter, it's for whatever. I, some of those details still to be figured out, and we have ideas around those things. Uh, but we see a midweek seasonal learning kind of coming with us in that way, and then also like practicing regular worship nights together where we come to encounter God and encounter one another, encounter the Holy Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And so that shift um, is the shift that we are making. One all-gathering month, house churches, the remaining Sundays, a midweek seasonal learning space to launch in the fall and then regular worship nights starting likely in March or April. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just to like double click on that as we talk about that new rhythm. We like that word. We love it. <laughs> we love that word river way. Shout out to Michael. Um, yeah. But this is a new, uh, a new rhythm of our community. Um, a way I've been thinking about it since AVP um, is, with this, with a one all gathering on Sunday and then broke it up into house churches um, for the rest of the Sundays of a month, house churches really become like a downbeat yeah. for who we are. Um, it's our first foot forward. Um, so I almost think of it like we're, we're not a church that has community groups or a church that has small groups. Like we're a group of a community groups that are a church. Yeah. And so that's a network of house churches. Or a network of house churches. So seeing that as the emphasis, as the main place for discipleship, as the main place for being known and growing, the main place where we're reading the scriptures together um, and encouraging one another and praying for one another, um, is happening around a meal, it's happening around the bread and cup, it's happening around a piping hot plate of egg quiche, and I think it's going to be beautiful. It's beautiful. So, uh, it's just to double click on a few of that. So um, like Nick said, just that new rhythm. Um, and then we're going to attach to the show notes on yeah. this. Yeah. 
Um, if that's a thing. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I'll figure it out. So I'll, I'll Google it. You'll, um, you're smart. But uh, we'll put it on the show notes, just kind of a, a one sheet that we gave at Annual Vision and Prayer Night that has some visuals. Sometimes when you're talking about dates and it just gets jumbled. And so it helps me anyway to see it visually. Yeah. And so there's a little one sheet on here that maybe would help um, just see how that new monthly rhythm will go. Um, but the biggest, uh, so two questions I want to hit, double click, is where are we going to be meeting in these spaces? Um, and we showed the slide at Annual Visual Prayer Night. Um, and it basically means like we don't know a lot of that yet. It's funny. So, is what it is. It's funny because it's so. a sign that says, here's where we're going to meet. And all the... All the announcers like, we don't know. Looking don't for know. a facility. We don't Looking know. for a facility. But yeah, Sunday House Church, that's going to be through Homes throughout Bakersfield. Um, our all-church gathering on the first Sunday of the month, that is the place that we're going to look for in a new facility. And so it's not going to be the tower anymore, but we will begin to look for where that's going to be. And in some ways, as even Nick brought that announcement up of our transitioning from the tower, we've really seen as a team uh, the timing of that and just almost as a grace because... Um, as we're moving towards this uh, vision, knowing it's coming in December again, we get that call saying like, "Hey, you can't be in this space anymore." Yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting component of yeah. like the pieces that we can control have been praying about, and the Spirit's been leading in us is like let's let's not centralize our Sunday gathering corporately anymore. Let's do that in homes, and then the piece that we can't control at all, like we have no say over. Yeah. Um, also is like, yeah, you don't get to be here anymore. So we, we see that as a, like, almost like an affirming component yeah. of the timing of this transition. Pushing out of the nest type yeah, of thing. Go. Something like that. Um, so yeah, so that all church gathering, we're looking for a facility. Like Nick mentioned, um, that midweek opportunity of discipleship, uh, of when that's going to be, that will most likely, how we're, what we're exploring is other churches, yeah. facilities that aren't necessarily using them on the midweek that have... Um, kids facilities, a place that we can do worship nights, maybe some classrooms. And so um, that is something we're actively looking for. Um, again, uh, just to, I'll skip the, what is a midweek? I think you hit that's that. Um, but let's talk about when this is happening. Um, that's to be important for us. So we're moving into house churches. When are we doing that? Uh, again, on that one sheet, you're going to see a timeline, but we did our annual vision and prayer this past Sunday, the 8th, um, January 8th. And we are going to be launching into these house church communities on the last Sunday of February. Mm. That is the first Sunday of the church season of Lent. Lent begins on Ash Wednesday, which is uh, February 22nd. And that first Sunday, or that last Sunday of the month, February 26th, is the first day of our house church. Yeah. So we're going to be signing up for house churches over the next um, next two months and starting that process, most likely they'll start opening up at the very end of January, for sure the beginning of February. Yeah. And so on the next couple Sundays, we'll walk through what that's going to be like and how to do that. Um, but by the last Sunday of February, February 26th, that'll be the first day of our house churches. If you're looking at the timeline uniquely with that is, like Nick said, the first Sunday of a month, we come back together. So We'll go into house churches on February 26th, and then the very next Sunday will be the first Sunday of March, meaning we will be gathering all together somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then March, after that, the rest of the Sundays of March, we'll be back into house churches. And then in April, um, we have the first Sunday, which is Palm Sunday. Um, so we'll be all back together. The next Sunday is Easter. That's coming up. But that what's cool about it is we'll be gathering for Easter as well. When we see those big holidays, those big church holidays, um, celebrations, we'll, we will gather all together on those days. 
Um, and then if you look at the one sheet that's attached to the podcast, it just shows that now we're going to continue in that rhythm as a church into the summer. Uh, most likely midweek is going to start in September um, in the fall. That gives us time to prepare for that, to find a facility, um, and we're, we'll look to launch that in September. The one other thing I want to name uh, is that on that calendar that you see on the timeline for House Church launch, I just want you to see January 15th and January 22nd are highlighted. That is this Sunday and next Sunday. And those two Sundays are highlighted because we're going to have like question and response time after our gathering. So we just want to really encourage you um, as you process this. We ab- like we absolutely are the church that like wants you to honestly engage with how you feel about this process and then process that as a community as we work toward health and maturity as a community through transition together. And so we have some space coming these next couple of weeks uh, just to process as a community, to ask questions, to lean in together. Um, and so that, that I just want to put that on your radar as well, that, yeah. that January 15th and January 22nd, there is time for us to process this transition as a yeah. Those little Q&R times will be right after the gathering. Tell me what Q&R means, Brandon. Q&R means question, and we don't always have answers, but uh-huh. we do uh, promise to respond. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so come if – and that's one of the reasons we wanted to get this little recording out to everybody. So it gave you some time to process, and if there are questions, to bring them um, to the next couple Sundays so we can begin – to talk through those. Yeah, no, that's great. And so even now, I imagine if you're hearing this news for the first time, you have like so many questions. But what about this? And what about that? And what about all those different sorts of things? And so we, we like those matter. Don't, don't just push those down, like process those, sit in those. But just know that like this is a lot of, uh, we spent a lot of time dreaming and planning and preparing into this. And so we do have some thoughts around a lot of the questions you're probably carrying. Uh, one of them in particular, if you're a, a, a family of young fam or a, a family with kids, a young family, um, is like, what about kids? Yeah. What do we do with kids in house church? And we just want to name really honestly that this is like a sober choice that we see in front of us. So we, we fully recognize, I have four young kids, Brandon has three young kids, so many people on our team have young kids. We, we fully recognize that house church is like, can be more difficult with lots of young kids or young bodies around. We recognize that as a reality. What we, what we also see as a reality is that that cost that whatever, like whatever you want to call it, that sacrifice of having young kids around. That discomfort. Sometimes. That discomfort. That's a good way to put it. Um, that is like that. Like in that, you have the opportunity to pursue this this vision where like the kids that participate in your house church get to inherit like these relationships is a part of their church experience, a part of their following Jesus experience. And this is the like inheritance of what they get to envision church being, that they are a part of a small community of people that follow Jesus together each and every week. And so while the, the cost or the discomfort is fully present, we recognize that, we name that, like all the things with that. We also just wanna say like the vision of what this could mean for the next generation, we feel like far outweighs the cost. And the other thing this really does 
is it actually like puts the ball in the court of parents and families and house church family to like really lean in toward discipleship, toward healthy relationship with these kids. Our goal is not to just like send kids off to a different space, but to like include kids as much as possible. And there may be a time where we send them to a different space so we can have some intentional, vulnerable adult conversation. But we really do see house church as a place to include kids as much as we possibly can. They take communion with us. Yes. They eat with us. They participate in the scriptures. They sing with us. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and there's some other, so we wanted to speak to that question specifically. Um, I, another one I spoke to at AVP and I want to speak to it now is like many of us will miss the feeling or the experience of like weekly corporate worship. We reckon like our, our aim is to have worship in our house churches. We also recognize that like that is different than having (laughs) someone lead us uh, from the stage or, or from the platform in that sort of sense. And so we, we want to recognize that like weekly corporate worship is something that people will miss, including myself. That is, that is one of my like favorite moments, um, of life at River and Way is getting to worship with you all and getting to take communion with you all. Um, but, but again, like this is something for me, something I'm going to miss. So with that, the invitation for me pursuing Christ's vision for house churches for River and Way is that like I can name that honestly and I can grieve a little bit of that. But that grieve also turns into this like celebration of the all church when we do all get together and do get to worship as a community. It actually has a bit more impact. But we just, we just want to, again, like name some of the things that may be difficult to process um, as you think about or the questions that come to your heart and your mind. Another one of those things is theology and accountability with our house church leaders. And we're actually going to speak to that in just, uh, in just a second. I want to put that on hold for just a moment. Um, but that is an important question to us. It's something we really value, like we really value theology in the way we think about and interact with God and neighbor. We really value accountability as the scriptures lays it out. We, we really value those things. So we, we, we have been working on that, have some plans of implementation around that. I want to touch that in just a second. Um, as you consider your questions, one of the things that we want to invite you to do is like a time to step back and even just like look at the scriptures again and to dream about what discipleship could look like moving forward for you and for your family. I want to invite you just to step back and dream a bit about what discipleship could look like for you and your family. Because ultimately, there are lots of reasons. We named them earlier and there's, there's like data and research behind all of those reasons. But ultimately this for us, as we've just been praying, is about us being faithful as a community and as community leadership, being faithful to Jesus with the thing that he's asked us to do and the thing the spirit is inviting us to do. And, and that really is us choosing like a, what we believe is a more thorough discipleship like lane or pathway for our community, a place where discipleship can be like more regularly and easily and even like built in, in terms of access to to the way you disciple and apprentice to Jesus within a community in a small community that knows you, that knows your struggles, that knows your strengths and your weaknesses, that can tell when you're having a bad day, like all those sorts of things um, exist in this house church sort of space. And so, Um, So really, this is about like following Jesus well with the vision he's placed upon our hearts, 
obeying God, even whether it's rational or not. Rationality is not the thing that rules the world or rules the church by any sense of the imagination. And so we just want to faithfully follow the spirit of God as we pursue fulfilling the Great Commission as much as we can within our control. So, So that's really like the heart of why we're going and, and why we're going now is, is feels important. Um, a couple of pieces just around processing this. We know that if this is news to you, this is like the first time you're hearing it, um, it's a bit flooring and it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to, like I, I would be prone to use the term digest, but some of it may not even be digestible <laughs> yet. So it's like a lot just to like sit on the plate with, maybe as a better analogy. Um, but we just want to be really honest about like this is uh, a, a choice, a transition that as River and Way makes this transition, we want to like soberly see um, all of the pros and all of the cons. We don't want to think that there's any like expression of church that doesn't have strengths and weaknesses. We acknowledge that this model, this way of doing church, this expression of one all gathering and house church the rest of the time has its strengths and has its weaknesses. Like we, we know that, we name those things, we do our best to be honest with those things. Um, but the reality is, as we pursue discipleship and as we pursue leading where Jesus is taking us, this is also just the like error that we are willing to choose. So there are errors here. There are weaknesses here. And this is the error that we are willing to choose. This is the, the aim toward discipleship that we are willing to err on if we're going to wear it. If we're going to err, which we are because we're human, um, this is the error we're willing to choose. And so I, I just think that's important to say. And, and another thing on the backside of that that's important to say is like there are lots of churches in this town that we love, that we have a relationship with, that are doing a beautiful job at Sunday morning gathering expression. And we love them. We just feel like for us at this time, in this moment, and what God's placed in our hearts our convictions, this is the right time to move toward a different sort of expression, to provide a different sort of modality for discipleship for the people that God has brought to River and Way. Yeah. I was thinking of, uh, I think it was Tim Keller. but Let's there, say it was. Let's, let's say, say it was. It was Tim Keller. Uh, it was Eugene Peterson. Yeah, who else? <laughs> um, Keller took it from Peterson. And... But uh, the picture... Um, I believe he gave, um, was in a city, almost like seeing the, the kingdom of God expresses expressions in these churches as like an ecosystem mm. in a forest. And yeah. um, each part is important. Um, not every church uh, in a city can be a very large, large church. Not everything needs to be small. So this ecosystem. Um, yeah, and as we've processed through, and like, like Nick said, this is the era where we want to choose. We see ourselves being this part of the ecosystem of the church of Bakersfield, that um, his modality is again, rooted in small communities as the heartbeat, as the downbeat. So yeah. no, it's good. De- yeah. Definitely Tim Keller. Definitely Tim Keller. Center church is the book <laughs> that it's in. Um, so just a couple of other pieces that we want to touch um, before we launch into, uh, bef- yeah, before we close out our time, we're yeah. fairly near. Um, so the first is this, that we want to recognize that, this transition, and, and specifically in terms of leadership at River and Way, um, like the people that God has brought to River and Way is a substantial, like affirming piece of what God has been preparing us for and what God is doing. 
Uh, by and large, the, the, most of the people who participate in the life of River and Way are like cast iron, solid followers of Jesus. They've been following Jesus for a long time, following him faithfully, been pursuing health in their spirituality, like all these things. Um, they're really gifted leaders who have led in lots of different capacities. And, and like, it, it's, I, I don't know what, it, I, there's been several times throughout the couple of years where we've asked like, what is God doing here? Like, why are there so many gifted leaders that are a part of this little river and way church plant? And so, a part of that is we see an opportunity moving forward as we move into this expression um, for those people. Some of them it's right now. Some of them it's two years from now. Some of it's 10 years from now. But we, we see that God has brought like a core of people to River and Way who could lead house churches um, very simply. And all like so many of them already have so much ministry flowing out of their lives. It's like what they do with their lives is, is just like love and follow Jesus and participate in life in the kingdom of God and invite others into that. So in, in, in one way, there's like this already exists in a lot of people's lives. And so we wanna be able to equip that and formalize that and commission that and release people to do ministry um, for like on behalf of the kingdom of God under the like elder and pastor team of River and Way. So that, that's one piece. And the other is that, is that for me anyway, it's a bit harder to swallow and it's a bit harder to say but the reality is um, there are people at River and Way that we love and that love us, or we think love us. Um, but these people, like not, not everyone, and maybe you're one of them, not everyone we recognize like, can go on this journey with us. So we recognize that this transition, this change is a significant one, and it may not be right for you or you and your family to transition in this way. So while we would love, because we believe like this pathway is a greater modality of discipleship, we would love for everyone to journey with us here, but we recognize that everyone may not be called to that. And so we just wanna name that and even just like grant permission in that space that if that's you, it's like, man, I love what we used to do. This sounds like a nightmare to me. I'm in no way on board with this. Like if that's your processing of this, we, we get that. Yeah. Um, our one request would be don't ghost us. Like don't <laughs> run away from us. Um, we would love to journey through that moment, this moment with you. And that doesn't mean we're gonna like take you out to coffee and grill you and try to convince you about why you should listen. We just want to like care for you well in this moment and ensure that if, if moving on from River and Way is right for you, that you move towards somewhere that we can like help participate in getting you connected in that space. So just wanna say those things, they feel really important. Um, so yeah, just who we are in this moment feels, feels important. Uh, a few questions we had from AVP. We're not going to hit all the questions, but okay, paint a picture. What does Sunday house church look like on the regular? Um, what are we studying? How does that work? Um, we had a lot of those type of questions. Um, and obviously, like, this is 40-something minutes of us just painting the picture. And so um, there's a lot more to say. There's more paint. <laughs> there's a lot more to say. A lot more we're going to get to in the next coming weeks. Um, but yeah, we wanted just to deliver that news first. Um, and then over the next couple of weeks, we will start walking through the rest of that. Yeah. Um, what does a house church look like on a Sunday? Um, what does becoming a house teacher leader how, look yeah. like? What are the expectations? What yeah. are the commitment? Lo- like all those. What is, things. yeah. What is a house church? Yes. Yeah, all the things. Yes. 
um, that we've put some some deep thought into and are excited to share. So we'll be able to do that in the next couple of weeks. And we also just recognize that while we have put lots of thought and effort and prayer into this transition, that we still have holes oh, yeah. that we need to figure out. Yeah. And that's we actually view that as more of like a communal figuring out rather than just like a few leaders alone in a room figuring out. So we've we've put a lot of labor into this space toward building a structure that we think is healthy and wise and gets us going in the right direction. Um, but we also recognize that there are still some questions that we don't have answers to. Um, and, and that we want to like learn and grow into those questions together as a community. So that's, that feels necessary to like name and know about this journey as well. We're not at zero by any sense of the imagination, but we're also not at a hundred. Yeah. So we are kind of open-handed with the community, seeing where God's gonna provide some specific answers in specific places, while we've done a lot of other work on that side that we're eager to share with you as we launch into Q&R time this Sunday and have some conversation these next two weeks. Yeah. So that's the invitation then, is if you're hearing this, it's your first time, Begin to process it um, with Jesus. Begin to pray into it. Begin to, um, like Nick said, look at the, the analogy, look at the stuff on the plate and really just begin to pray and, like, and ask the Lord discernment of is, what's he inviting you into this? Mm-hmm. What's he inviting you to become through, um, through this process? And then come on the next couple Sundays with questions um, or reach out to us and oh, ask yes. us those questions. If you don't have our numbers, um, six, six numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, website, you can always email us. That kind email of us at nick at riverway.com or brandon at riverway.com or hello yeah. at riverway.com or hit us up on Instagram. Like whatever, whatever, whatever jam works for you. We, we want to be available to you in yeah. this season. And so. All right. I think that's it. I think that is it. Thank you for Thanks. listening. We appreciate your time. We know you have questions and that's, that's okay. That's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah. But like, let us uh, come together as a community to process this together. We are excited about what the Holy Spirit is doing in our community this moment. Um, but, but I understand that like everyone may not be like jumping off the page excited. And, and this takes some time to process. We've been processing this for more than six months, seven months, eight months. And so um, for many of you, this is new news. In particular, if you've joined our community recently, this feels like really abrupt. People that have been around our community for a while, it doesn't feel as abrupt because we've been talking about community life since we launched. Um, But yeah, we just want to give you the space and permission again just to process this open-handedly with Jesus and with a community of people um, as we consider just this transition and the next step of engagement and participation in the life of the church at River. Bye.